This is That Marketing Podcast. Made by marketers for marketers. Welcome to this month's edition of That Marketing Podcast. As marketers, we can often get into a sort of ivory tower mindset where we forget that not everyone knows our product as well as we do or necessarily uses it in the same way. So to try and counteract that, we decided to ask one of our customers about what it's actually like to use the product. Direct Air and Pipework are a compressed air company operating out of Coventry in the Midlands, and Emma Dolby is their first marketing manager. She explains to our demand generation manager, Susanna Bailey, what systems she inherited when she took, in, took over the role, why she felt the need to change, how the transition went, and what it means for their plans going forward. Enjoy the podcast. Right, Emma, thanks so much for joining us today. Could no you problem. tell could you tell our audience a bit about Direct Air, who you are and how your marketing is set up? Yeah, of course. So Direct Air, we're a company that you'd position in the engineering sector. Um, more specifically, we're a compressed air company. Now, I won't bore you too much with the technical details, but I appreciate compressed air is not something people are familiar with. I mean, myself, I was this blissfully unaware about the impact it had on our everyday life until I joined the company. Compressed air, it's all around us from the air in a balloon to tyres on a car and it was probably even used when making your iPhone or your laptop. So the compressor is what we're interested in and that essentially generates the compressed air which is just the air that's all around us and this helps to power production facilities and it's that essential to manufacturing processes that is often called the fourth utility alongside water, gas and electricity. So it's quite important. So us as a company, we're a distributor. So we don't manufacture anything ourselves, which is always fun when you're manu- um, marketing. But for the last 27 years, we've been delivering bespoke compressed air solutions to businesses of all sizes and sectors. So you could say we're a one-stop shop for everything compressed air. We do the design, the supply, the installation, the maintenance, and pretty much everything else in between. I should also add that we're a third-generation family business. And um, mm-hmm. so direct help set up by my granddad and dad. And our first office was literally based in my grandparents' garage in Coventry. So we've come quite a long way. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's quite fun. I always get confused whether it's the call my boss, dad or Alan, it gets a little bit confusing. Uh, and so considering this, um, our business operated without a marketing department or in fact a marketing employee for over 24 years. What And what changed in terms of getting getting you on board for the marketing side of things then? Well, despite the fact I'm the boss's daughter, <laughs> uh, we were just like any good business we kind of had this desire to grow as a company and to stand out from the competition and Mm. you know we were going to trade events and we were producing literature and I say that in inverted commas but it was trying to find you know a sales sales guy number one that was available to do something at the time that's obviously not their day job that's not what their expertise is in so that's why we thought okay it's about time that we invest in someone whose expertise is marketing and it was also we kind of noticed that we always say that we're better than our competition but it doesn't matter how good you are unless you're talking about it and giving evidence for it. And there was also this need to support sales, which was probably the biggest reason, because we have six sales engineers and they cover the whole of the UK. So they can't do it all on their own. You, know, you can't be driving from Newcastle down to Barnstable and then be sending a load of marketing emails in between. It's just physically not possible. So when I joined almost three years ago, we invested in 
new branding, a new website, and we started considering lead generation as a joint responsibility, it wasn't just sales, and now we've progressed on to SEO, PPC, and even video strategy, so we're, we're wow. slowly chipping away at different things, and yeah, yeah. that's quite a lot of stuff um, without mentioning everything, but our marketing department has doubled in size um, to two people. <laughs> I hired a marketing apprentice last year, so she's taken on some responsibilities, such as social media, but we're still a very small team. So any platforms or external support that we kind of invest in, they definitely like, have to be the right fit for us and Spotless certainly um, is that for us. Fab. Okay, so you've, you've been a customer or you've been using the Spotless platform for over a year now, is that right? Yes. Yes, I initially discovered you guys through Gator Leads. Ah, did you? So did you do a, a free trial of Gator Leads? Yes, you... so we're doing. Um, so we made the decision that we wanted to uh, get a new website. And during that exploration of the project, we were like, oh, OK, there's all this lead generation technology that we could maybe utilise. Um, so after doing a bit of a Google search, you guys came up. So we did the free trial on our previous website and really liked the looks of it it was really easy to use so we were like thumbs up let's go ahead and you know go past the free trial which you guys would be happy about mm -hmm. and then um, during the Gatorlees training with Gary actually he mentioned that Gatorlees was actually just part of like the whole family of the whole suite and um it was perfect timing because I had just had enough with MailChimp at that point and I was looking to find a new email marketing platform. So it kind of made sense to look into the rest of the communicator suite. Yeah, that sounds great. How did you find MailChimp then? When you were using it, was what were your frustrations with it? Well, I essentially, I inherited MailChimp because this is what the sales guys were using. Cause obviously it is quite a simple tool to use, but it just, I think that's what it was. It was an email tool. It wasn't a tool for using emails for lead generation. I came from working at a university where I had like a 60 person department to me mm. being the department. So I felt like I wanted some extra support, you know, like someone on the end of the phone or the email to, you know, talk through strategy or if I've got, I can't do something within an email template. MailChimp really didn't offer that. There was no like training available one-to-one. -one. Their chatbot just kept directing me to FAQs and videos, which yeah, is all very well and good if you've got like all the time in the world to work your way through that, but I, I didn't. And I kind of felt just like a number. There was limitations in the automation and I was getting all these big grand ideas of what I wanted to do with like the new branding and I kept coming back to this quite simple tool. And so I was kind of questioning what we were actually paying for because we, were, we weren't we were just using the free MailChimp. We were using like the next step up, but we were paying for something. And I was thinking, well, I'd, I'd rather pay for something that where we get an account manager and we can get that additional strategy and support, which, you know, as soon as joining um, Spotler, it was just, it was instant, really. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> And can, can you explain a bit more about how, how the platform Gator Suite, how it helps you with your marketing resource or as an extension to your team? You have touched on it already, but can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, no problem. So it's probably worth considering some of the challenges that we have to kind of like understand why it's really good for us as a resource. So yeah. while we sell products, we're not an e-commerce business. So we're selling 
products to solve solutions to win maintenance contracts to maintain these long-term customer supplier relationships as we all want to achieve but that does mean there's kind of varying sales cycle lengths sometimes up to two years and um, so leads and inquiries are literally worth their weight in gold to us we're selling that lifetime cost benefit rather than an instant gratification so sometimes that means we often have prospects and customers are like um only wanted to talk to us when they need something or when something's wrong so that makes reaching out and upselling quite a challenge and um, especially if you're doing it on your own so the gator suite means that we've got everything all in one place really cheesy but we call it our marketing automation toolbox just like our engineering toolbox mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's easy to see like how all the products link into one another i'm not going to different dashboards to try and figure out oh did this person engage with this or did they engage with that and you know i've really got to big up our account manager james because having a dedicated account manager they're able to offer advice and almost like give scenarios that their other customers are using. It might be a completely different sector, but often there can be kind of some relatable crossovers, which is really, really good. Because again, like you're not on your own. Initially, before I had my apprentice, we were getting this all support of building forms out and giving advice on workflows and stuff. And it was really enabling me to be able to think about what we want to speak to our customers rather than worry about how we were going to do it. So yeah, it was so, it's so digestible for someone that, you know, you're often time poor and resource poor. And then you think, oh God, it's so easy and can be done so quickly. Oh, brilliant. And could you tell me about a campaign in Gator that that's been really successful for direct air and how did you measure or prove its success yep and um, so probably it would be our cold nurture workflow um it's a bit of a beast <laughs> um, <laughs> and we kind of utilize the full suite to be able to achieve this um so the reason that we set up this campaign was like i said leads and inquiries are what we want and that's what i can give to our sales team and they can go running with it and turn it into like an actual quotation that turns into a sale so we started using gate leads not just as a i'm gonna log on and look at who's been on our website and do nothing about it but actually try and turn it into a resource for us so daily um we were identifying relevant companies who had visited our website so for us it'd be anyone that did any kind of manufacturing or production then using different tools such as linkedin or the company's website themselves to identify okay who's the job title who's the role that we want to be able to get in touch with so the maintenance manager the engineering manager and then using gate to mail we created a series of emails and campaigns to be sent out sharing and best practice advice, useful blog content, case studies, and then we place this all within an automated workflow to help manage the prospects. So mm -hmm. we managed to get 917 contacts completing the workflow. So 242 of those were leads found by Gator Leads. So the others was kind of cold data that we had. So again, it was really useful because we weren't just ignoring these leads that were doing nothing. We were able to add them into another workflow. And then of those 242, 97 leads were passed on to sales as marketing qualified leads. So mm -hmm. that was really successful. Obviously, like I said, we've got long sales cycles. So they're still in the process of sales talking to them and trying to 
identify their needs and stuff. But in terms of being a success, we were getting like almost 30% engagement rate with some of our emails and um, our Outlook style. So again, it adds that mm. added level of trust factor. So when our sales guys get back in touch with them, it actually all marries up. It makes sense. They, they, they know Direct Hair as a brand. And we were getting direct replies to emails from prospects. So some of them, they were saying, oh, thanks for the email, but not right now. Or, oh, I'm not the correct contact. Here's, um, you know, Joe Vlogs. He's the person you want to speak to. It was given that extra, extra trust value again. And really simply as well, we were getting, I spent all this time creating this content on our website that had just been sat there for ages. Obviously, people were finding it, and um, but we weren't giving it out to people. And the engagement with the content on our blog just kind of skyrocketed, really. We were getting kind of average times on page of four minutes on some of our blogs, which, you know, we're not a sexy industry. We're a little bit boring. So I'm quite impressed. Apparently not. Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's all still heading in the right direction. And that's almost 100 active leads that our sales team are able to kind of keep touch base with and get in touch with and try and upsell things too so yeah I think it's been really successful and it, uh, is that the first sort of campaign of its kind you've done like that then with using Gator did it take you a few goes to get it right that was the first one that we did and um, we've started now looking at introducing more tailored campaigns but really for us that's kind of been quite successful because our problem is we do so much it's almost hard to know what to talk to someone about so we we do the install the installations we do lots of different other things around it so if you were to do a a cold call for instance you could be there reading off a list of about 20 different services that we provide before they're you know they've fallen asleep because they're not interested in any of it so the cold nurture campaign kind of gave us the ability to see what content they were engaging with so then when we touch base with them whether on by email or on the phone we're leading with something that we know that they're interested in which mm-hmm. it's helped our sales team out massively because they're not having to rack their brain going okay what could they be interested in you know is it servicing or is it air quality testing they know what to lead with so they've got all the right literature and they know everything they've got the case studies that are relevant so it's been really efficient for them as well as productive for us as marketing and do you think you would have got us the sort of similar results if you'd have used MailChimp or do you think it's totally different I think it's totally different because I don't honestly think that MailChimp had really the capacity for us to be able to go in as much detail in depth as we did. There is about 10 different content channels that we've got in our workflow and within them there's like multiple emails and you know I could go onto the um, Gator Suite right now and be able to go into different groups of contacts and like know okay they exited the workflow at this point therefore they engaged at this and you know all the you know the automated email notifications that I get now that someone's completed um, a journey I just feel like MailChimp or at least the version of MailChimp that we were using just wasn't as sophisticated and I didn't have as much confidence in it because I didn't like I said I didn't have that account manager at the end of the phone either because if ever I'm stuck with something questioning an idea I could pick up the phone and James can 
sense check it for me mm -hmm. or if I'm trying to build a workflow and something's not going right because I've probably done something wrong <laughs> I always get a really quick response from the um, support team so I think even if I could have achieved the same results on MailChimp I wouldn't have felt as confident in doing it on my own yeah that makes sense oh James will be pleased to hear it he's been helping <laughs> he's gonna get a big head <laughs> yeah he will and have you do you measure the return on investment of your campaigns are you are you in that stage um we haven't started doing it yet because it's a little mm. bit hard to quantify but to, I suppose to put it in perspective I and mean, we're, we're sometimes dealing with six figure deal projects yeah. so i think for us the return on investment like being able to nurture and reach out to this prospects all within kind of like one platform is ideal because if we were to bring all the expertise in-house that we get through the Gator Suite, so having a, an email professional and a social professional and someone doing marketing automation, I think that would be quite a significant impact to us as a business. But then being able to rely on the Gator Suite to you know, not only communicate with prospects, but also our customers it's enough return on investment in itself and yeah. uh, the fact we've got room for growth too because by all means we've not exhausted everything that we could do and um, so yeah I think it's hard to quantify really but it, the indication that it's going to be a high return on investment. Oh good glad to hear that and just to offer some balance here because also at Spotler we you know we like to talk to our customers and, and understand what we can do better as well and do you find there's any limitations? You can be absolutely honest here, Emma. Um, are there any limitations of the platform that you've noticed? I mean, hand on heart, um, the platform's become more sophisticated since when we first started using it. So for instance, initially I didn't even consider using Gator Social. I was a Hootsuite convert. I'd used it in mm -hmm. my previous roles and I knew what I liked. So I was very, very set in stone about that, not touching anything else. Um, but I have to say credit to the Spotler team. They listened to the whinges and the moans of not only me, but I'm sure lots of other customers and they've delivered what I was looking for. We actually had training on Gator Social only the other week and I've just cancelled our Hootsuite subscription. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's pretty good. good. So. And have you started using uh, Gator Social yet? Yes, yeah, we used it um, a couple of weeks ago. So our apprentice, she's got trained up on it and she had really good training with Charlotte, really easy to use. And even I've managed to use it without any training at all. So yeah, it really, really good. Oh, fab. And so would you recommend Spot the Platform to other B2B marketing teams? Absolutely. Because working for FME, there are limitations to what you can achieve in-house. And the way I see it is there are so many solutions out there for marketing tech that you can literally spend half your working life trying to look into them. And then you end up with so many different contracts, point of contacts, dashboards to manage. And personally, I like to spend my time doing what I do best, and that's marketing. <laughs> um, yeah. So Spotler, it enables me to do this efficiently. It covers all the key communication channels and they all correspond to each other. The lead scoring, it's embedded throughout. So it makes identifying the marketing leads and backing them up to sales, which I might add is like amazing. <laughs> so simple. I feel like I'm repeating myself again, but the fact that I know I have an account manager to back up any of my queries or to question any of my campaigns or ideas it, it's, it's just so reassuring and 
you know, the technical team are on hand constantly to even some of my stupid questions when I should have just cleared the cash, they're, they're there to, to answer them for me. Oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard them all. So uh, have you got an idea yet of how you might use Gator Suite in your in your future marketing plans? Have you got plans for new campaigns or workflows or have you got any ideas about that at the moment? We're quite active on social um, in general, but LinkedIn's quite a hot spot for us. Yeah. Because we work in such a variety of different sectors and um, it's like the one place that we know that everyone kind of congregates on um, mm -hmm. so people like to engage with our um, case studies and our on-site photos that we've got you know we're not actually using stock for photography and everything so we've started just drip feeding out the current content that we'd used and um, just to kind of see how it operates and now we're going to be pulling together a bit of a targeted campaign um using like different different touch points so we've just started um, developing some white papers and we've got a couple of different um, tools that we're working on such as like an energy savings calculator so i think we're going to build them into our social strategy and try and push them out using gator social Okay, that sounds great. Just wanted to ask you about data. Have you do you have all your own data or do you do you use um third party purchase lists? No, so we use all our own data. Good old uh, GDPR. Um it did have an impact on our data bank, um, but in a really good way because it enabled us to cleanse all that dead data, the data that we weren't engaging with. They weren't the right people anyway. We managed to remove all of them from our system. And the way that we operate is on a legitimate business interest position, um, because, you know, if we're contacting engineering managers of a, you know, a food manufacturing company, that makes sense to us. You know, we've got a legitimate business interest to be reaching out to them. So we've got all our personas in place. Um, we use a CRM system, which is GDPR compliant, and um, obviously so is Butler. So we're, mm -hmm. we're very careful with our data and we ignore all those phishing emails that come through asking us to buy lists <laughs> yeah no if you've got your if you've got enough of your own it's fine isn't it so it sounds like mm. you've done a good job with that and i'd rather have um, a smaller list but better quality yeah right that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> and so tell me do you where do you get your inspiration from for new ideas do you go to certain websites or do you have particular sources or associations or where do you when you want to do something new where do you go and find information for that so we tend to when we're looking for inspiration we think about like the hurdles that our customers want to overcome we're a member of the british compressor society um, which again is as sexy as it sounds, um, but they're the only UK organisation for um, compressed air. So they're leading the way with legislations and standards and you know, industry breaking news. So that's really important for us to be a member of because again, like I said, compressed air is that thing that people don't necessarily think about or care about until they've got a problem. And so mm -hmm. there's lots of companies out there who aren't compliant and they're not following you know, certain rules and um, so we see it as our kind of position to educate them and teach them on how to become compliant and um, so we keep an eye on what um, BCAS are doing, we think about what hurdles our customers are wanting to overcome, so whether that's saving money, reducing their carbon footprint and we use a combination of our own analytics too to see what people are engaged with because 
like I said, we do quite a lot of different things, but sometimes there might be a particular niche that we notice there's a spike people are interacting with, such as, I don't know, nitrogen generation or something. So then we can pick that part, that topic a lot more and do a whole blog campaign about it and you do a workflow on it. And LinkedIn really is a great source of information for us, you know, following the different sectors and the different roles. We're quite active on Sales Navigator, kind of keeping track of what people are talking about and what people are engaging with, just so that we can be as industry focused as possible. That sounds well. Um, lots of places to go and get inspiration from. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just to finish off with this, if if someone out there was trying to decide between using like MailChimp and and Gator Suite, what would you what would you recommend to them? I would say you want to ask the question of do you just want to send out an email every now and again you know, to let people know what you're up to, or do you want to be able to put together a complete digital strategy including which includes emails but marketing automation and social and that interacts with your website because I think that's the difference MailChimp it's a tool and it's a tool that suits lots of companies that it can only take you so far in this strategic approach and especially if you're a company with you know your time poor your resource poor you need to get things done and you need to get them done accurately efficiently but also you know you want them to look nice and you know get the response that you'd expect them to get i think the gator suite provides that because you've got all the tools in one place and you know different things are being added all the time and like we're just starting to look into pop-ups now that's something that you know if we were still a mailchimp customer we would have to be paying a website developer to do something like that for our um, website. So it's little things like that that you kind of take for granted that you, you've got the access to and you should be making the most of them. So, yeah, I think the Gator Suite and the Spotler platform enables you to do so much more than what you initially come into it looking for. You might be thinking, oh, I want to find leads or I want to send an email out but actually the platform as a whole does so much more than that and it seems to be growing all the time <laughs> yeah so watch this space <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> oh great okay Emma thank you so much for your time today that's been brilliant that's no problem at all I've really enjoyed it oh great I wish you all the best for your future campaigns as well thank you very much Thank you for joining us for another episode of That Marketing Podcast. You clearly have wonderful taste. We hope you found the content useful and, and enjoyed it. We'd love you to subscribe wherever it is you're listening to us. Maybe leave us a review. If you can think of a topic that you, you'd like us to cover, or even if you fancy coming on the podcast and sharing your own experience on a particular topic, uh, you can reach us at marketingteam at spotler.co.uk. Thanks once again and happy marketing.